0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's look at South Africa now. Two weeks ago, we spoke with... the. Uh... A young woman from South Africa who had a visa to come to this country and she had a job waiting for her in British Columbia. The visa expires on the 17th of December and she was caught up in the federal government's change to the regulations and denial of travel to Canada from certain countries in Southern Africa, including South Africa. So that is ongoing. I'm still in touch with this young woman. We'll find out how things go for her and uh, if if her visa situation will square itself away if she can get into Canada before. The 17th of the month. But there are still so many people, Canadians, non-Canadians, people with visas in South Africa, stranded there, valid visas to come to Canada, but it's a real challenge for them. In many cases, they have sold their homes, they've sold their cars, they've quit their jobs, as you heard, and they now find themselves uh, just trying to, on the fly, in an ad hoc manner, satisfy the needs of the government. Jonathan Horler is from South Africa. The impromptu planning uh, that the federal government or the impromptu rules the federal government put in their way have changed the uh, plans for Mr. Horler and his wife. He joins us from South Africa. Jonathan, how are you? Thank you for coming on the program.
1: Hi, Roy. Thank you for having me. Um, I guess regarding the situation, you know, I'm as good as I could possibly be. Um, I've obviously have to try and find a workaround to the situation so I'm I'm obviously still have stress regarding it all but otherwise good.
0: All right so I have Richard Curlin standing by he's going to be joining us in a minute he's one of this country's foremost immigration lawyers he's been an advisor to the federal government and to the government of Quebec. Quebec has its own immigration rules but can you tell us a little bit about your plans what was your situation when were
1: you coming to Canada how has this all disrupted your life? So this is a plan that my wife and I have had for about two years. Um, My wife is planning to study in uh, Northern British Columbia, and I've been granted an open work permit. So everything was going smoothly. We were meant to leave tomorrow. And then obviously the ban happened. So now for the last week or so, my wife and I have been forced into a situation where we kind of have to find a workaround. So we've had to... Uh, make a plan to go to costa rica for 14 days to kind of circumvent the situation um not ideal but it has to be done otherwise two years of planning and and two years of financial burdens just get thrown away you know
0: not an inexpensive proposition
1: uh you know what it's 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 quite expensive yes uh everything you know from from the day we decided to. You know go through with this this plan to now having to change everything to costa rica airbnbs new flights no refunds on old flights it's it's been a costly endeavor how much co- communication have you had from the federal government uh nothing really to be honest you know i feel as uh as someone in another country just on a visa I have no direct avenue to even communicate with the government. And anything I were to potentially say would kind of fall upon deaf ears. I have contacted the High Commission of Canada in South Africa to no avail. But uh, there's nothing in my capacity I could possibly do. Okay. And you have to be in a
0: second country for 14 days, as I understand it, before you can come to Canada, yes? That is correct, yes. And testing before you leave South Africa, testing in the second country, and then testing again when you arrive in Canada. Correct. Okay. Let me bring my good friend Richard Curland again, one of this country's foremost immigration lawyers. He's based in Vancouver. Richard, uh, you, uh, you're listening to Jonathan Horler. I'll have you speak with him. Jonathan, you also have a question for Richard,
1: but uh, let's get started. Hi. Hi, Richard. Hello, John. Go ahead, please. Uh, so, I have I have two quick questions. The first one, um, you know, with many of us having to bypass these bans by spending 14 days in a non redless country, mm. is there a possibility that Canadian immigration officials could see this circumvention as a reason to deny entry, potentially raising an eyebrow by the officials?
2: Well, uh, rest assured, the situation regarding entry to Canada, in your situation, frankly, is not an Immigration Canada issue. It's COVID. So it's Health Canada. I know the other department story doesn't ring well, but that's the reality check when it comes to temporary status, as I believe uh, you're you're seeking. Uh, So the workaround, if Canada seriously wanted a workaround, would be in the form of ministerial action from health canada or the minister responsible saying the same way we let canadians and permanent residents residing or visiting south africa into canada notwithstanding COVID restrictions should apply to holders of temporary status documents issued by canada I and mean, that's the way to cut the gordian knot if there's political will if you're holding a canadian issued a temporary status or permanent status document, uh, the government of Canada can say, we just vetted you for security and health, you're free to go. Uh but <laughs> that has to be balanced against uh the potential for uh the new COVID dilemma. Uh, and uh, uh unfortunately, I really do not see a way around a temporary status holder Uh, getting entry to Canada uh, faster than that 14-day expensive quarantine. Uh, Not yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Jonathan, you had another question for Richard? Uh,
1: Yes. Uh, So there are those who have expired visas and COPRs and Ah. are set to expire. Um, Obviously, there's a financial implication and, you know, anxiety I'm intervening
2: because that's huge. That is huge huge you should not be impacted by an expiring permanent resident visa or confirmation of permanent residence that's a no-no and tomorrow morning before coffee this minister in ottawa the immigration minister can sign a paper called ministerial instruction the ministerial instruction protects people like yourself who are destined to live in Canada for the rest of their lives, and the ministerial instruction could simply say this We automatically extend the validity date of all issued permanent resident uh, visas or confirmation of permanent residence for six months by operation of the ministerial instruction. So before coffee break tomorrow, your situation could be fixed by our Canadian immigration minister, and hopefully that's what will happen.
0: So do I hear you saying, Richard, that there's an intent? Is there an understanding that the immigration minister is prepared to do this or preparing to do this, or is it just an option
2: that he has? This is an option, and hopefully after our show, the option will be front row centre in tomorrow's ministerial briefing.
0: I'm trying to read between the lines here
2: it means they better do this because they're stranding uh people like our guest here uh without valid reason. Yeah. You're not going to jump the covid queue and get into Canada any earlier than the 2 week quarantine period. So yeah. our society is not in uh, presents a, a health uh, risk uh, to uh, rather the other way. The individual does not present a health risk to Canada, but from an immigration perspective, pure and simple, There's no way uh, uh, people should be penalized with an expiring best before date on their permanent resident visa uh, because of this situation. It's so easy to remedy uh, by signing off on a ministerial instruction. We've done it before during COVID in the last 20 months to help students, workers, people who need to uh, extend status in Canada. There's no reason why this should not be done immediately for individuals holding uh, permanent resident documents that may be expiring in the next few weeks or a few months
1: all right
0: it can Uh,
2: be fixed
1: quickly jonathan
0: do you do you have another question for richard because we have about
1: two minutes here um i just want to touch on something you you did mention richard would that extend to other visa holders potentially such as uh workers uh, open work permits closed work permits and student visas
2: Well, uh, it's already been extended if those individuals are here in Canada. If you've been approved for an open work permit outside of Canada, the deal is you only pick up your work permit physically on arrival in Canada, on Canadian soil. So people are wandering the globe with these uh, uh, acceptance letters, with an intent to issue temporary status, work, open work permit, study permit, on arrival, the trick is, how do you hit Canadian soil? (laughs) Exactly, right. And and that's the mousetrap.
0: Okay. Um, Richard, hold on. We're going to come back to you. Uh, Jonathan, just uh, give us a quick snapshot of what life is like for you and your wife in this holding pattern that you're in in South Africa. You were planning on being in Canada by now. What's life like now?
1: You know, I'm kind of stuck in limbo at the moment. And, um, you know, we we have these plans to move forward, but we keep hitting these hurdles every day. And, and, you know, every time we read the news, we keep fearing that Costa Rica is going to be banned or flights are going to be, or or they're just going to do a blanket ban on the whole world, you know, or something's going to go wrong. There's no surety for us. It has to be just terrifying
0: because you have your it life is. tied up
1: it is also we we do have family ties in canada you know my wife uh, her family are, are canadian citizens so that's also two years without seeing her family which is quite quite difficult for her yeah if you want to hear more subscribe to the roy green
0: show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you find your favorites and if you like what you hear leave us a review and tell a friend